Good morning, Nashville. This is the Money Man Mike Show here on Talk Radio 1510 WLAC, where we discuss all the current market trends and important topics you need to know before you buy, sell, or refinance your home. I am your host, Michael Thayer with Waterstone Mortgage. I'm MLS licensed, and my license number is 173264. Joining me in studio today for another outstanding show is Mr. Chris, the title guru, Corbo, from Good. Midtown Title Man. How are you? I'm thrilled to be here. You're a little cold in here, though, man. It is always freezing in here. Now, know, anybody man. that knows me knows that I would wear a jacket in the middle of winter. I mean, middle of summer. <laughs> and, He's a coldy uh, lot. Yes. <laughs> uh, I am. So, uh, like, I asked uh, I asked the show if they could have medical staff on standby here. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's called 911. Call 911 because I, I'm probably going to have hypothermia before yes. the show's over with here. we got to make sure you stay awake. Oh Dude. my gosh! I'll never go to sleep in here. So Dude, when uh, we opened the door, it was like a, a windshield blast. It was just yeah, just that Arctic you. air. It felt like it. Man. I like it though. Now I'm just kind of numb. <laughs> my fingertips are numb, man. <laughs> but I like it cold. Sixty what? Like sixty three or four or something oh, like that. It was it was frigid, frigid, frigid Stacey cold in here. is cranking. What so. do you keep your thermostat on at home? Now oh, sixty four. As high as I can get it. <laughs> so you're the one in the house that wants it up, and everybody else is like, "I'm hot." Uh, yes, and he's over there with a the snuggie at nine degrees outside. <laughs> <laughs> I do own a snuggie. That's so funny. Oh my god, I would love to see you in a snuggie. Oh my goodness, I wear that thing we all over the need place. A picture of that. I look like I'm like in Return of the Jedi or something in that thing. So, <laughs> I, do, I do use the snuggie. That's so funny. The snuggie kills me because if you put a robe on backwards, it's the same thing. It is. So yeah. I need to get a photo of that so we can post that online so people can um, see me. Please do that. Cool. I would love to That'd see be that. Cool. It's like our. Army Green. Nice. <laughs> so you're like a Luke Skywalker when he's like training to going to find Yoda or something. Yes, yes, yes. So I get all wrapped up. <laughs> in his up. little shawl. The cat loves when I get the Snuggie out. He likes to sit in my lap. I like, like, oh, yeah, uh, here we go. Warm. I know, I know. <laughs> hey, that's the way it is. You also heard Miss Andrew Brew over there from Benchmark Realty. Good morning. Good morning. You? I'm good. Glad to be here. Hoo, hoo, yeah. hoo. There you go. A little football stuff going on with your... War Eagles. Yes, we are 2-0. and Yeah, it's looking pretty good. Looking a lot better than I think most people thought. <laughs> we'll go with that. There's a lot of football We teams. got a few kinks to work out, but you know. It's, hey, everybody does. Everybody does, man, but uh, we don't have any kinks to work out on the show, man. We've just got a bunch of stuff to get into. You know, we talked a couple weeks ago about uh, July's home sales coming in low. And having that little bit of decline in, in the market and the media and everybody was freaking out of it. Home sales. Doom and gloom. The yeah. bubble. What was it? Here it is. Home sales dropped 1.5%. And it was like, oh, my God. That's like a sale and a half. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And what did we say? What 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 we were saying was going on at the time as far as people going back uh, to school, vacation, vacations. Summertime. Yeah. Can you do that and look at a house at the same time? Not everybody can. Right. Some people do. But, I mean, August sales came back in. Um, what was it? August was up 2% year over year. There was a total of 3,961 closings in August where there was only 3,812 back in July. So all you doom people, doom and gloom, thinking, oh, there's this huge recession coming and everything's about to crash and collapse and, oh, there's the sign of the bubble and all that good stuff. Wrong. Well, I do think the interest rates change and had some, you know, a little bit effect on that too for folks that may be uh, looking at a certain price point 
uh, you know, it may have some effect on their buying ability or buying power at that Absolutely. point in time to do that. So I always tell people, I'm like, it's not, it's just lack of availability. If, if anything, it's That's not it. that mm-hmm. the recession's coming and and the and the wheels are falling off. You know, the Chicken Little syndrome. Mm-hmm, you right. know, it's more probably of a lack of availability. You know, whereas before, people at three fifty to four hundred and fifty thousand may have to look at a two hundred and fifty to three hundred and fifty thousand dollar house, and I think it just sometimes pushes people down that scale yeah. a little bit. And I'm sorry, find a two hundred fifty thousand dollar house in Davidson County Where are you anywhere do that right at? now? You're not. Yeah, I mean, and if so, there's going to be thirty five thousand people standing out front trying to buy it. Yeah. So, but I mean. So I, mean, I think we we have felt an R in to some extent, but not to the extent. But you know how media is, man. They just play it up a lot. We're on media right now. How about that? Yeah, uh, but, uh, <laughs> we're the real media. Uh, yeah, we tell the truth. Downplaying it, but you know, it's just something to talk about for people and it gets people in a frenzy. And everybody wants to talk about real estate, especially in Nashville. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, because it's crazy. It's insane, man. And then on top of that, you know, you you hit on a very valid point where people. You know, they're getting priced out of the market because of the rates and the prices. But then, okay, so you're taking those buyers out, but then this influx of all these new people that are relocating here, they're looking at it like we've always discussed. You're moving from Chicago, you're moving from Atlanta, you're moving from San Francisco, New York, Boston. You look at this and you go, you want 400000 for that? Sold. Yeah. Sign me up. You want six hundred? Sold. Sign me up. Sign me up. And... You know, it's unfortunate for some of the local people, but I mean, it's just the way it's working right now. I mean, it's just, it's a very vicious cycle. I had a discussion the other day with somebody, actually a guy in our office who was getting ready to buy a new house and um, he had brought over his little loan estimate from the lender that they were working with or whatever. Sorry, Michael, wasn't you? I tried to say, get him to call I, you. I know. The, the damage was already done, okay? <laughs> but that's always the case. People, I don't ever look at anything until it's already been agreed to. I'm like, what am I supposed to do with this now? Yeah. yeah. Uh, but anyways, the rate on it was surprisingly was surprisingly good. And so you hear these talks about rates being bad and it was a rate under the under the five range, you know, yeah. at that point in time, which, you know, I don't want to get into the specifics of the scenario of the loan, but it was a typical conventional loan, 20% right. down situation there. And 20% down, it was like four, six, two, five or something. I yeah. went, well, you better sign on that because mm-hmm. uh, because that's pretty solid. So you hear people talking about, oh, the rates are five and six. No, I'm still seeing some of these that are down under that five range. So there's just a lot of, there's just you know, be sure you know what you're looking at before you just go out there and just don't assume your buddy knows what he's talking about, what the rates are doing. And there's a lot of volatility right now in the market, too. And I mean, we were we saw rates tick up and we were locking some stuff in the fives, but then they improved a little bit and you got back down into the low, you know, not the low force, but, you know, four and a half, four, the six, upper four, force. seven. Yeah, upper force. And but yet, um, uh, I think it was a week ago, all of a sudden the market bottom just just it crashed out again. And when the market... Like in a good way or bad way? Bad ways. When mortgage bonds go down and they lose yield, that's what's pushing the interest rates up that we see. So the market, the the bond market lost yield. And when the bond market loses yield like that, you see higher rates. It's just the way it works. And, you know, there's just a lot of volatility with things going on. And we, we don't have enough so time. If somebody tells show. you it's a good rate, you might want to go ahead yeah, and just I mean, log it in. Yeah. And rates change throughout the day and from day to day. So if you're trying to call somebody today and then call tomorrow, you're not comparing apples to apples. You're comparing something totally different. So you got to watch it and be careful. Hey, we got to jump out to a break. When we get back, though, we're going to talk about. Uh, 
Rents are on the rise again, and don't get caught in the rent trap. You've been listening to the Money Man Mike Show here on Talk Radio 1510 WLAC. We'll be right back. Hey, welcome back to the Money Man Mike Show here on Talk Radio 1510 WLAC, where we talk all things real estate. I'm your host, Michael Thayer with Waterstone Mortgage. We've been talking with Chris Corvo uh, from Midtown Title and Andrew Brewer from Benchmark Realty. And rents are on the rise, man. And No you, joke. Yeah. What's not on the rise these days? And you know, it's, it's one of those things of this particular article I'll... It, it goes into talking about the fact that our national our national rent index is up another 0.01% or 0.01% month over month, making the sixth straight month of increasing rents. Honestly, I don't remember the month, some months ago, I guess it was, when the rents didn't increase. So I, I totally missed that number or that announcement. But year over year growth now stands at 1.2%. And, you know, the, the the rental increases month over month in 62 of the nation's 100 largest cities. You know, it's it's insane how much the rent continues to go up over and over and over in all these major areas. And yet people continue to rent. And it's it's a very vicious double edged sword, I guess you'd say, because you're trying to save money and you're in that rent and your landlords con- landlords continue to raise your rent so that's eating away at your ability to save money for a down payment and some people are so focused on the fact that they think they got to have 10%, 20%, 30% down to buy mm-hmm. and you really don't i mean there's tons of you know th- 3% down programs we offer a couple 100% down actually 100% financing low pro- loan programs at Waterstone Mortgage so if you got questions about that, call us at 615-585-5900. But, man, you don't have to have 20% down or 10% down to make it work. And, you know, I saw an article on – I won't name names on this – who published it, but it was a major, major news network. And they've got a reporter on there that's constantly trying to say renting's more advantageous or it's a better way than buying a home. What? Yeah, exactly. But when you hear you hear everything, it's like it's more that short term because, yeah, it costs money to get into a house. So if you're going to try to compare that the short term cost versus the long term gains of a house and compare it to renting where your rent's going to continue just to go up. And as we've said before, when you make a rental payment, let's say your rent's 2000 bucks, you're writing that check and you're handing that entire check over to that landlord. It's gone. You're paying their rent, their pay- mortgage. Exactly. You're paying a mortgage. You just don't realize it. Whereas if you can get yourself into a house and that same $2,000 check that you're now rent- you're now paying as your mortgage, you know, 1600 1700 goes towards interest, but the rest of it's going into your other pocket or into your bank account through forced savings because you're paying down your principal. Right. And then on top of that, you have the appreciation gain on the property. You know, so, I mean, there's so many different ways – that you benefit from home buying and you know people want to play games with the tax code and now you don't have the home mortgage mortgage interest deduction and all that good stuff like you used to but the bottom line is do you want to know what your rent is or your mortgage payment is for the next 
10, 15, 20 years or have to worry about what inflation is going to do and, oh, my rent's going to go up again next year. Up, oh, I'm up for another renewal. Yeah. Up, oh, I'm up for another renewal. If you buy it, you're locked in. Yeah, you're locked in. And man. you're, I mean, it's very rare nowadays that people sell a house and lose money, honestly. Oh, no, exactly. I have people sometimes that are debating on the fence of buying versus renting and they're like, well, I don't know how long I'm going to be here. I mean, I'll only be here for two more years. Well, do you know how many people I've sold houses uh-huh. that were lived there for two years and still walked away with thirty Big grand, fifty change. grand? I mean, like lots of money. Yeah. Some people a hundred thousand yeah. dollars in a year. I know. And it's more like than that. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's crazy. So it's like um, the timeline really. You know, I mean, typically you, there's sort of in there a basic number of you know if you're going to be in a house for like five years or something. I don't know. But but when you got it such a fast rapidly appreciate market appreciating exactly. market like here you can't take that conventional wisdom or those conventional rules or the way you used to look at things 10 15 20 years ago and apply it towards today's market right I mean, it just it's not it's not apples to apples as i like to say so, yeah well last year according to the national business journal uh, nashville had the highest year-to-year cost of living increase of any yeah. city in the u.s Oh, I believe mm-hmm. it. Um, so, uh, you know, that's everything. Yeah, including okay. housing. Including housing yeah. um, to do that, which is most people's biggest expense mm-hmm. on a monthly basis is their housing expenses at this point in time. So the fact that we live in a city where we've had the highest year-over-year increase from one year to the next um, to do it, and so many people are having to find places to live, it definitely affects everybody's bottom line. Yeah. I mean, it's just there's no way to get around it. I mean, I like to ask people when we're going through this conversation with clients is, What's name me name me one thing that the price has decreased on over the last five to ten years? Give me one thing. Yeah, there's not. Nothing. And why are you going to think your rent's going to stay the same? Why do you think what we're telling you as far as even when you use these these you know historical numbers, not historical numbers, but these current numbers that we receive from CoreLogic and the Federal Housing Finance Agency about home prices rose up and they're six point four nine percent across the country. Listen, I got people that are thrilled that sometimes that if they're in a house and they're lease, you know, they're le- they haven't extended their lease, and mm-hmm. you know, they're like they're just kind of living, living, living along there. Well, we have people who sell properties all the time, and so if you don't have an existing lease and you're living in that house. All the new buyers got to do is give you a 30-day notice to vacate yeah. to get out of the house. If you do not have an enforceable lease at that point in time, yeah. guess what? The rent that you think is really cheap or you've been there a really long time, if you don't have terms right. set aside at that point in time, you could be uh, forced to move out of that house. So, you know, from a from a tip from a standpoint from a from a landlord to a tenant, you better make sure your lease is up to date. Mm-hmm. If you don't, if you think you want to stay there for some period of time, I know people that are trying to secure two, three, four, five year leases at this point in time because they want to make sure they ensure that they have somewhere to live. Right. Now, if people are buying properties with tenants in it, you have to make sure that if the lease is valid, you still have to honor the lease that's right. there at that point in time. And if the tenants don't have a lease, then basically you got to give them a thirty day notice to vacate. Yeah. And then the tenants don't want to show the property. Because they know they're getting, they're getting, they're having to move, and they're just being very mm-hmm. uncooperative. Mm-hmm. I remember back in the day, you know, going to college and everything, and we were we were renting, and you got to that, you know, month to month point of view, like, yeah, you know, you can, I can go at thirty days notice or whatever, you know. Yeah. But now it's, hey, you can be homeless in thirty days. Yeah. With the way the market's going. I re- 
remember when I first moved here and my rent, which at the time I still had to scrape by to make, yeah. you know? And now what people pay that were 21 years old in yeah. rent, yeah. it well, blows my mind. It's stupid. You're just yeah. having to get roommates and stuff like that. To I mean, there's like, well, no wonder if five people live in a little house, <laughs> you know? But, God, it's just crazy to me. It's My man. rent downtown, I lived by the Howard School. In a townhouse, and I think my rent was nine fifty, but with me and my roommate, so we split that. Nine fifty. Yes, like downtown. Holy I mean, cow. it wasn't Sobro at the time, but you know, it was still right up Second Avenue. You probably can't park your car for that amount this these times. I mean, I don't know what what's a parking spot go for a monthly place at one of those places. <laughs> uh, Just yeah. about as much as rent. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, it's valuable real estate. I mean, it is what it is. We've been on a larger scale. My my main office on Charlotte Avenue, of course. I own I own that, and what I pay in a monthly mortgage payment now I uh, is substantially like 75 percent less than most people are paying rent right now uh to be wow. in an office for a space. lease yeah for a yeah. lease at that point in time and you know we've been in it for five years and so we kind of bought it a little ahead of the curve that on charlotte but that being said i have fixed that payment rate in now and so i know what mm-hmm. my rent payment's going to be yep. mm-hmm. on my property now what i can't control is the property taxes that's another situation in itself but yeah. um going forward and i'm also so not I'm building equity in the property for doing nothing but basically paying myself rent. Yeah, um, yeah. To be able to do that, and, and that's a super cool building too. Yeah, and uh, and it's a, and it's a cool building. But you know, it, it, it just shows you that you it's it's an easy way to say it, it's a way to build free savings, kind of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, to do that yeah. and. I see people all the time because we have such a high rate of, of I don't want to say inflation here, but increase, you know, double digits that people will live there one year, two years, and sell it and make a forty, fifty thousand dollars profit for doing nothing but just living there mm-hmm. to do that. So the national price index, national, excuse me, the national rate index, I think may be skewed because it's on a national level. Right. Um, I've been trying to find what <laughs> the, the Nashville rent index would be, and I can't find it, but I would be shocked if it was that low. Well, we're going to break. You check that out during the break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about that along with what does the future hold for home prices as well. You've been listening to the Money Man Mike Show here on Talk Radio 1510 WLAC. We'll be right back. Hey, welcome back to the Money Man Mike Show here on Talk Radio 1510 WLAC, where we talk all things real estate. I am your host, Michael Thayer with Waterstone Mortgage, and we've been talking with Chris Corbeau from Midtown Title and Andrew Brewer from Benchmark Realty. And during the break, we were just kind of laughing at ourselves. Jimmy goes, Mike, do you remember the what you were paying for rent the first time? And I was like, yeah, I was down in Murfreesboro going to college. And I said, Jimmy, do you remember what you paid for rent? And what was your answer, Jimmy? $450. But? It was a three-bedroom that was split three ways. <laughs> now, granted, I'm a couple of years older than Mike. This would have been uh, Murfreesboro, 1990. I was going to MTSU. Still. And then I had a roommate the next year that dropped out of school. So me and the other roommate got a two-bedroom, and it went from um, 450 total to like 500 yeah, it was a little nicer place, and then we had to. I was like, man, I was paying one forty five. I'm not sure I can afford two fifty. <laughs> I can so remember days like that. Oh man. my god! Because you know you're trying to pay for books and tuition, yeah. and yeah. beer. It's like I'm eating, yeah, ra- yeah. I'm you eating ramen noodles fund, so I can man. drink beer. I, I distinctly remember being a freshman in college, and then you come back sef- sophomore year, you're like holy crap, rent's another fifty to hundred bucks more. 
I mean, you're thinking beer and everything else. Now, I don't know if they do it to this day, but when I was living down there, and see if this sounds familiar, Mike, they would give you half-price rent if you kept the apartment during the summer months. Yeah, there was a discount or some sort of incentive for that. Yeah, so I was paying $70 a month and wasn't even living Uh, there. I was like, man, this is crazy. Not anymore. Oh, really? (laughs) My son is looking right now, and uh, you know he's going to go off next year. He started college here um, because of the program he's on for that, but next year he's going to go off. And so, like, we called Knoxville and was setting up because he wants a private room. Right. Okay, private room. Okay, whatever. And so we called Knoxville and we're like, hey, as as an incoming, basically incoming freshman, can he qualify? Can he can he get the private room? And the guy just started laughing. He goes, "Hmm, (laughs) they're so overbooked there. The private rooms they now have four beds in them each. What? Oh my. God. And that, yeah. So wow. there is no way. You ain't getting no privacy. No privacy. <laughs> no ladies in your room. <laughs> no, yeah. So no, no, uh, no discount on any of that right about now. But now that was in Knoxville, right? Yes, that is in Knoxville. Was that on campus? Oh, yeah. Okay, because this was in Murfreesboro off campus. Oh, gotcha. So, He's talking about yeah. like the apartment, yeah. the place that would try to get you to rent and they're all like putting balloons up and their incentives like yeah. half price rent but are you saying the complex you lived in off campus would try to give you a discount for the summer months oh they would yeah. because they knew that everybody was going to go home and they were going right. to move out and i'm like well i'm going to be here next year then i don't want to move my stuff for, to move yeah. it back in three months so yeah yeah it's i remember those days man that's crazy man rent's going up 50 bucks what am i going to do man yeah <laughs> Times was tough. Times was tough. You're going to have to work more. What? No. Yeah, man. Why do you think I'm going to school? Exactly, man. (laughs) Work smarter, not harder. Oh, man. It's it's almost the American way, man. Prices just keep on going up. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean... As we said before, during the before the break, you know, what's the future hope for home prices, man? And you know, we just talked about uh, what was the increase? Six point four? Was that right or four point six? Six point four nine. Well, that's across the country itself. Yeah, and that's a national average, as Chris has pointed out. Whereas here, what do you think? What do you think our year, our month over month, or year to year is right now here? Year to year, baby. It's twelve. It's been running twelve and a half. That's twelve percent increase. That's what it's been running for the greater Nashville area is about 12 and a half, which is tw- basically twice mm. but, uh, what the national average is. Now, that's not all of Tennessee. That's no. just simply the middle Tennessee right. area at that right. point in time. But, yeah, those prices are definitely increases. And, you know, preface that even further with the fact that it depends on almost neighborhood specific. Oh, yes. That 12 and a half may be a drop in a hat compared to what some neighborhoods are doing oh, price sure. right now. But there's other neighborhoods that may not be, be seeing that great of an increase either. Yeah, and you know, a lot of people, and we've talked about this a little bit before, you know, the impact of the, you know, the economy's kind of slowing down. People are talking about a recession and stuff like that. And many people fear that, you know, when the economy turns for the worse or takes a slow or slows down a little bit, you know, you're going to see some sort of depreciation in home values. And in reality of the matter is, is you don't. And over the last six recession periods, there was only there was only one that we actually saw negative appreciation, and that was two thousand eight to right. I think two thousand twelve or thirteen, whatever it was. So I mean, and that was an exception to the normal. We were just overbuilding. We just had too much, mm-hmm. and there was not enough supply and demand. And there was there was those inflated values, and whereas today, it's all purely driven by supply and demand. They the builders, and it's not all on the builders, but it's easier to show this on the builder side because I've got a chart here. Um, 
and I've got it circled so these guys can see it. You can see the center column where during, you know, 2008, 2013 period, we were overbuilding everything. Well, then everybody pulled the reins back in. And then for the last 10 years, we've been underbuilding. Mm -hmm. So now we haven't been building enough houses. And we're in this point where people that want to move up, they can't find what they want to move up to. And then at the same time, they might not be able to find what they want to buy as far as new construction, and they just sit there. And that's why you've seen people stay in houses longer than they have been. Plus, you know, back in the day, you know, back in, what, 2009, 10, and 13, um, people didn't have the equity position either. Now you've got the equity position, you've got more flexibility, and people are trying to move up. But, man, they just they can't find anything to go to. Right. You know, so – it's truly supply and demand, and as long as that supply and demand keeps on the way it is, prices are going to continue to go up. And that's pretty much what CoreLogic is saying, and we've talked about CoreLogic being a very, very credible source because they see so many of the nation's recordings of, of, of transactions, you know, real estate transactions, and they're owned by a title company, so they get they have tons of data to mine all this information out of, factual data. And CoreLogic is predicting that home values will appreciate at 5.1% over the next 12 months. And then the Home Price in Expectation Survey calls for values to increase by 4.2% in 2019 alone. So, I mean, you have multiple sources still calling for significant growth and in appreciation, and it's just pure supply and demand. You know, so it kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier with the rents. And, you know, it's you've got to be able to find a way to get in while you can because unfortunately we've un, we've had to show people hey you you were approved a year ago and now you're not mm-hmm. and that's not a fun conversation and it's it's hard and we don't want to tell people no but at the same time we're not going to give you guys bad information or bad advice uh either so i mean if you've got some questions about real estate call andrew go online at moneymanmike.net or on facebook at moneymanmikeradio Go under uh, uh, show contacts. You'll get all of her information there. If you have title questions or you've got a property that you're inheriting or something like that, call Chris. Chris over at Midtown Title. And if you need to figure out how to do financing with zero down or 3% down, call me at 585-5900, uh, 615-585-5900 at Waterstone. And we'll we'll give you some advice or give you a road path to go down instead of just – doing the same thing over and over and over because that's the definition of insanity if you just keep doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different outcome so yeah or listening to i mean and i'm not you know just talking to your friends that are not professionals and going on what they say call a professional yeah i mean people are going to do what they look at this picture this picture says it all it's the little zillow picture right and it's got the little the little bubble thing over the house and it with the with the quick little price on there two ninety nine K, four hundred and twelve K, three fifty six K. And so that you know, so many people base everything on their Zillow Zestimate. On their how, Zillow How Zestimate. does Zillow exist? Everybody I've ever talked to in real estate says oh. Zillow's a joke. Oh well Zillow has good neighborhood information. There are some good, you know But their prices are never right. No, what they're doing is they're taking a whole street and they're basically pulling an average. Yeah. So, so your house is Houses on there. Yeah, they take the see their sales price or the value of those ten houses and average them together. Even though one house may be a five bedroom, one may be a four bedroom, one yeah. may have three baths, one may have two baths. One may have never been updated since it was built in 1950, and the yeah. other one next door is like completely renovated and been 
gutted. Now, I'm not going to knock it all because it's a decent guideline. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Uh, There's some good information on there. And it provides people good information. And of course, in our business, you know, it, it, you're right. It's Jimmy, it seems like people it seems like people just want to jab it all day long to do it because it's just not factual. And then the, because the one thing the customer will say is, well, according to Zillow, this or according <laughs> to Zillow and that. And and so after you hear that and hear that, but you know that's where people are getting their information from. Mm-hmm. But after you hear it and you're having to justify why you're telling them something over what a computer program, an, ag- an algorithm is. Uh, yeah, algorithm. Uh, yeah. Algorithm is telling them yeah. to do that. I can't hardly <laughs> get it out. Sorry, I know. Um, but. You know, so you're having to explain why you may be telling something different than what the computer is showing. So it gets frustrating uh, on people's part to where they have to defend what they're saying yes. based on mm-hmm. uh, based on a, a a generic overview of what what the neighborhood consists of. You basically it goes back to the old saying of you got to read the fine print, and there's not fine print necessarily posted on the Zillow websites, um, but you know, I attribute this whole conversation to the flyers you receive in the mail about, oh, you can get a rate for 3% or 2% or some stupid, ridiculous number. And it's like, yeah, read the fine print. Mm-hmm. And you'll find out you're buying it down with two or three p- discount points and everything else. And sure, could I do that for you? Absolutely. Does it make good financial sense to do it? Might not. you got to run the numbers and understand what the numbers are telling you to figure out if it makes a good sense or not. So, we are uh, always interested in real estate, man. It don't matter if it's no, right or wrong. No. They love to talk about it. It is a fun topic. But uh, we got to jump out to another break. When we come back, we're going to talk about um, a little bit more of this recession stuff, a little bit more of the existing home sale stuff, and wrap the show up. You've been listening to the Money Man Mike Show here on Talk Radio 1510 WLAC. We'll be right back. Hey, welcome back to the Money Man Mike Show here on Talk Radio 1510 WLAC, where we talk all things real estate. I'm your host, Michael Thayer, with Waterstone Mortgage. And in studio, we have Mr. Chris Corvo from Midtail Title and Miss Andrew Brewer from Benchmark Realty. And, you know, we were kind of talking during the break. I was preaching. Oh, he was preaching. <laughs> he man. got on the soapbox. Oh, dude, he <laughs> got up on it and he was going, man. I felt like I was in church on Sunday, man. He's like, go, Chris, go. I'm like going to just sit here and meditate for a minute, you know? <laughs> <laughs> be like, um. So we got onto the subject of I was reading on the internet and, and that statement itself, I was reading on the internet. When you're researching. You know, in this particular case, we're talking about wills and estates and stuff like that, probates. You're researching mortgage information. I can tell you right now, when I personally go Google something, I can tell the difference between something that was posted five years ago, five minutes ago, 50 years ago, but yet, no offense to the average layman people, you don't know that those differences. Just like if I was trying to go... My wife always teases me about um, going to um, WebMD. Mm-hmm. And she's like, WebMD is only going to tell you so much. And when you go to your doctor, they hear that. Well, I read on M- WebMD. Yeah, that's and they, like oh, saying God. Zillow. Yeah, they want to say Zillow. And I totally do that. Yeah, everybody does. <laughs> oh, we're all guilty. Probably like, exactly. oh, my God, they're diagnosed themselves with cancer on the Internet. Yeah. You know, so it's like. My wife's family are all medical professionals, and I mean, I mean seriously, it is mm-hmm. like the Zillow thing. Okay, yeah, when people go out on WebMD, they're like, just don't even go there. I mean, it, it's a good source, just like Zillow's a good source, but you've got to understand 
Don't believe everything you read. Yeah, I mean, don't believe the hype. Don't You're believe writing your last will and testament <laughs> going off WebMD. Web, web yeah. So, uh, yeah. It's like, you know, trying to get a mortgage via a, a, a mortgage app, man. I mean, a mortgage app is good for giving you connectivity with us to look at programs and stuff like that but to know doesn't hey, paint a whole picture no it doesn't man it's well that's the problem limited. with the i don't say it's a problem with the real estate industry but every situation every house every contract every loan is different every single one Everyone, of them than yeah. the other one so it's hard to take a topic and generalize somebody's mm-hmm. situation when so many things depend on factors that specifically pertain to you and pertain to the property you're buying and your situation. So that's the biggest thing that you have to take when you're looking online is this is a general conversation or specific to that to that situation. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, that's exactly the same truth for a mortgage. I mean, it's it's unique as your uh, uh, fingerprint. I mean, Andrews is different than mine. Chris is different than either of us. I mean, it's unique to us. And you can't say, hey, Andrew, what, what rate do you have? What's your term? You know, it's it's totally different versus what Chris has versus what I have versus everybody. And then what what, what was your credit score when you got it? More importantly, what were the lending rules when you took out your mortgage? Right. You know, do you even know if you have a conventional versus FHA? You know, how much did you put down? I mean, it's there's so many variables to it versus just saying – Hey, I read this on the internet, and I believe this is this, and that's that. And well, we're all guilty of going on the internet well, we looking. I mean, well, that's sure. the purpose of the internet. Mm-hmm. You know, but there's such that. a broad, like when people go, "Oh, I read that you know a house that's three hundred thousand dollars, the mortgage should be the X amount of money." And I'm like, <laughs> "No, you don't know what they print. put down. You don't know what kind of loan they got. You don't, you know, like you can't is just your credit generalize. jacked. Is it good? Yeah. Is it bad? Or or what? And then the house searching. Oh my god." I, ha- I mean, oh, I literally have a whole blog on my website of do not look on Zillow and Trulia and all these places for houses and then call me and go, I want to see this one, this one, this one, and this one. Because if you pulled them from there, I'd be sold, like, sold, 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 sold. sold, sold. sold. Mm-hmm. Do not look on there. Look on the sites that I told you to. Yeah. Perfect example. Had somebody literally on Saturday, I want to see these two houses. Okay, let me look them up from Realtor.com. One had sold and closed on Friday <laughs> and one was under contract. And I was like, quit looking on there. So Look the, on the sites that I told you to. So in the last 24 hours, that person did exactly what you didn't say, to, exactly what you told them not to do. Yes. And they got the the answer they did not want, which is Well, and then they sold. were like, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to waste your time. I was like, you didn't really waste my time. It didn't take me but a second to look. But you're over here daydreaming about this house you're going to buy right. that's not even available. Right. So you're setting yourself up for disappointment. Yeah. I'm yeah. just trying to help you out. Yeah. Who were we talking about that had the ML talking about reference back to the MLS book back in the days? Oh, oh. you had like the binder oh. book and you had to. Flip I can't even imagine. It. I mean, I remember when I first started real estate, they still had the books in the office, but that was like, you know, the internet was out. Yeah. And I mean, half the agents in my office didn't really know how to use the internet. So <laughs> well, they were 10 like, years I like where the our books. business is gone. You know, they, people used to carry around, I don't know, maybe 15 years, they would carry yeah, around fi- this I've been book a of listings years. to do that. Okay. So we got away from that. Realtors used to always carry contracts with them everywhere in anticipation that you're going to fall in love and want to buy this house. I don't know a single realtor that carries a contract anywhere (laughs) anymore because it's all in digital format at that point in time. I haven't handwritten a contract. I I mean, 
mean, you'd years. probably complain the whole time. Years. I did actually show a house years ago by the fairgrounds, and I just met the guy. He liked it, and he wanted to write an offer, and I did not have a contract on me. And this was before we did all the e all the e signing. Oh, and I was man. I had to drive and get one, and I was like kicking myself the whole time because at the time I did keep a contract on me. I just happened to not have one that right. day. Right. The one day I needed it. But of course. He, he stayed there and waited. I just let him wait in the house. That's Murphy's Law, man. But, yeah, exactly. Well, now we're, you know, you can file for your mortgage electronically. Yep. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, we're going to electronic closings next year. So that's going to be set Woo! up in July. So, I mean, that's going to kind of finalize that piece. I was having lunch with a, a realtor the other day and kind of going through that. And they were, and they were just basically saying, I'm never going to change. You know, that's that's face-to-face time with the client. I really want to yeah. do that, which I get. You know, you want to make sure you have that personal touch. But I think it's just like everything else. It's going to be a different and change. And then before you know it, it's just going to be the yeah. norm yeah. that that's the way we're going to conduct business. And, and yet it seems different. But Every step of the way, now you can't imagine going back Mm-mm. to the way that no. you used to no. do things no. No, 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 uh, no. to do that because it just continues to be more and more convenient for customers. And so, yeah, it's a different mentality and a different mindset, but it's just going to still once again be another change about how we conduct business, even down to how many loans you closed, Mike, that don't have appraisals done on them. Could, oh, yeah. Could yeah. you, uh, on Fannie Mae, I mean, first of all, that's scary that, for an old school guy <laughs> like me that houses closed without without appraisals, but that the fact that Fannie Mae, will Freddie Mac allow it too? The, the Close. They're not as proactive about it, but Freddie uh, Fannie Mae is pretty so, proactive. You know, Fannie Mae, who's backs five lot. good zillion mortgages in the country, feel like they have so much data on houses that they could they have a fair market mm-hmm. enough information to determine the value of the property. And so, these what percentage of closings do you think happen without? That's it's kind of unfair to ask it's, you it's, that, but is it you know less than ten percent? You think it's ten to twenty percent? Fannie Mae put out a number, and don't quote me on this, but I want to say that they were going to do somewhere between ten to twenty percent of the closings this year were going to be with appraisal waivers. Because I did a closing a few weeks ago, and there was some something went wrong, and they wanted to escrow some money. The part the agents, real estate agents, wanted to escrow money for repairs, and the loan officer about. Died. Had a stroke, okay, because they're like, <laughs> we didn't do an appraisal, and if we got to bring up that there's repairs, the underwriter may yeah. may feel like that there's what else is wrong, and 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 then it's going to cause appraisals to get done and everything else, and so it's just kind of kind of sitting there shaking my head, going, wow, it's real. People yeah. people loans are closing without appraisals. Yeah, um, you know, it's just amazing to think and that where our business is headed and tracking to. If any made they they basically have the they have a Zillow zestimate on steroids times two million because it's like with core logic has uh first american title and all of those title transactions all those closings all that data to capture fannie mae's the same way they back all of uh all the mortgages fannie mae freddie mac and fha va we as banks we don't have an endless amount of money so we sell the mortgages directly to Fannie Mae, which doesn't affect who you're making your payments to. You still make your payments to us, but we get our money back so we can continue lending money by selling the mortgage debt itself to Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, and people like that. And they have tons and tons and tons of data to be able to say, yep, that property should be worth this. That property should be worth that. You don't need appraisal here. You don't need appraisal there. But over here, we don't like that. You're going to get an appraisal on that one. And that's pretty much how it works. Well, it says just how quickly we forget where we came from. And, yeah. you know, the fact that, and, and they probably 
there's a lot smarter people, sounds like, doing that kind of stuff than I can even comprehend. That makes me nervous. But that being said, <laughs> I mean, it's just like how quickly we forget about, you know, no doc loans and, mm-hmm. and, and have a pulse, get a loan stuff at that point in time. And, and now we're doing, I mean, how many, I wonder what kind of lawsuits would come out of that for somebody who would say, well, I would have never bought the house if I didn't know the value was there. Yeah. And there's no way to demonstrate how they arrived at the, I'm assuming there is, but there's nothing to fall back on. Because you know when the when the when the market crashed, a lot of appraisers got in some touch of trouble because they yeah. were either not doing appraisals correctly or getting influence in from third yeah, parties about what it was key. at that point in time. And so they, so what happens at that point? Who becomes liable if another crash like that happens and people start winning lawsuits? Yeah, I mean that's a very valid point, and we'll save this topic for next week's show. But we'll get into how. You know, there's specific forms you sign on FHA, VA, USDA, and stuff like that. It says, I understand the value was determined by X being an appraisal and so forth. It's kind of like a hold harmless? Pretty much like a hold harmless, but we'll, we'll touch into that a little bit more and then get into this technology piece a little bit more because Andrew and I always like to joke about our Bluetooth, uh, Bluetooth headsets and stuff like that, how you can't answer the phone without one. Um, yeah, and I'm like, oh my God, I got to hold my phone. Yeah, oh my God. So annoying. We got to go, man. uh, Check us out online at moneymanmike.net and on Facebook at Moneyman Mike Radio. Have a good one.